Hi, my name is Jackie. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when I was 8. I play hard because that's how I do everything. I always push myself to be the best that I can be. Type 1 diabetes does not stop me from doing the things that I like to do. Hello and welcome to Teen 1D, the podcast for teenagers and young adults living with type 1 diabetes. The podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medicine advice or treatment. Hi, Sean. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Um, so I'm Sean. Uh, I'm a junior business analytics major at the University of Notre Dame, originally from Tinley Park, Illinois. So uh, when were you diagnosed with type 1? I was a little bit late to the party, actually. I was diagnosed sophomore year of high school. It was in the spring, and it was actually kind of crazy because my diagnosis story was a little bit easier than a lot of other people's because my sister helped catch it. So my sister had type one and, you know, she's a year and a half older than I am. And she was diagnosed with type one when she was 18 months old. So I actually got to watch her grow up with diabetes and learned a lot from her. And there was a stretch of about three days where I started, you know, looking a little bit gaunt. I was really, really craving like grape juice specifically. And I'd actually just done some like random survey where I, I went to go sample a bunch of different soft drinks. And so my blood sugar was hundred percent through the roof. And my sister, she just said, hmm, it's kind of suspect you, you're, uh, you're acting a little diabetic. And so she had me, uh, check my blood sugar. And so it was over 600, you know, but drank a ton of water, got it back down to about two hundreds and then went to the doctor the next day and got my diagnosis. But yeah, that's like a little bit about my diagnosis story. Uh, it was no hospital visit, which was very lucky. And I'm thankful for that one, but yeah, a little bit late to the party. Yours is just so unlike anyone else I've ever talked to here, really? just in general. I mean, rarely do I hear people with siblings in the first place, but just not having to spend time in the hospital is just great. Yeah. And so what do you use now in terms of technology? Uh, do you use a continuous glucose monitor or pump or just anything else? Yeah, I've got the uh, Dexcom G6 for the CGM and I'm using the Tandem T-Slim, I believe it's like X2 or something like that. But yeah, so I've been on that for the past couple of years. I started off on syringes in the pen just to get started and used to um, having to jab myself just in case, you know, I, I ever like my pump died or something, but that's what I'm on now. Yeah. And so did you ever have type one affect your ability to do anything while you were growing up, like a sport or any activity that you were participating in? Yeah, there are a couple of times. Um, it's nothing like too pervasive, nothing huge for the most part, but uh, I'd say the biggest thing was with sports and making sure that I was always at a decent glucose level. So there were a couple of times where my blood sugar dropped when I was playing soccer in high school or tennis. I was a soccer and tennis player. And so there were a couple of times when it dropped, I started getting a little bit, you know, fuzzy. And so I had to sit out for a little bit, but then I just had some fruit snacks or Gatorade came right back in. Uh, and it was never too big of an issue. Uh, never really had any crazy episodes where I, uh, you know, passed out or anything. Luckily, thank thank God for that one. Definitely. And I also read that you play one or more instruments. So which of those do you play and how long have you played each of them? So I've played French horn since I was in fifth grade and piano since I was about six years old, I think. So those are my two main instruments. I've also got guitar. There's actually my guitar sitting next to me right here. I'm not super good at it. That's why I've got it here and trying to get better. So I've been on and off with guitar for a while. I play trumpet. Um, I mess around with an accordion that I happen to have at my house from my great grandpa, which is pretty fun. But let's see. 
that's about it as far as instruments that can play anything resembling functionally. And then can you share with us the musical groups that you were a part of as well? Yeah. Uh, so I was with the Chicago Youth Symphony in high school, and I am now a part of the Notre Dame Symphony Orchestra. And I spent time in college for the first couple of years. I was in the Notre Dame Marching Band, as well as the hockey band as well. Let's see. I'm sure I'm missing a couple. I was also a music director for Pascal East Musical Company, and that was my freshman year. And that was more, I wasn't actually like playing a lot of the instruments. I was maybe playing piano for rehearsals as well, but um, I think that covers it. What was it like to be a part of the Chicago Youth Symphony? And then how did that differ from being in the Notre Dame hockey and football bands? So I'll start with the Chicago Youth Symphony. That was about a three-hour rehearsal every Sunday for however long the school year ran. And the, the level of playing there was just so, so high. So these are some of the best musicians I've ever played with. And a lot of them went on to go to your like Juilliards and Eastman's, like all these really, really good conservatories. So that was incredible. Like I was really, really grateful for spending time in that group and making music with all those other people. Like they have hundred of us, hundred of us come together and make some really, really cool pieces of music come to life. And our director was great too. Alan Tinkham, great guy, love him to death. Um, but yeah, so that changed a lot in the tour that we went on. We actually went off to the Baltics. We hit uh, Stockholm, Helsinki, Tallinn, and St. Petersburg. And so it was a lot more of supervision as opposed to going on to college where we have a lot more autonomy. So, you know, maybe it's like actually, you know, having an orchestra compared to a, a hockey band or a marching band, you have a lot more freedom to like when you're in the stands of a hockey game or football game. So, you know, it kind of like play out, you know, have some fun with it. Whereas with orchestra, you know, you're sitting there you're in a very strict concert hall setting. Uh, it's a little bit different that way. And I really enjoy the autonomy you get with the, the hockey and marching band. I mean, sure, like when you're on the field, it's got to be super strict. Everyone's always in step. You got to be always exactly in line, guiding right, covering down, you know, some some band terminology. But yeah, I'd say that's the main difference. Like, you know, there's a lot more autonomy. And I think that comes with also the age and being in college, but definitely like the setting in which you're playing. Yeah. And what was it like to travel the Baltic? Oh, amazing. It was actually so great. The funny thing was I ended up getting sick. I think it would have, might have been oh, no. a traveler's bug or something the second day. So it was a 10 day tour. So our schedule was go to a place, rehearse for a day, play a concert next day, travel, rinse and repeat four times. And after Stockholm, which was our first concert, I started getting a little sick, but I would rally every concert. And it was kind of crazy because um, I would just be laying there I'm like, oh, this is terrible, but I'm still having so much fun because I'm over in Europe as an 18 year old kid with a lot of other really good friends and really incredible people too. So I got to have these experiences and it was actually just so great that it kind of canceled out the being sick part. Like I would say that despite being sick, I had some of the best times in that 10 day span going, you know, experiencing all these new cities. Like they just would set us with a group and they'd say, all right, go have fun, enjoy the city, but be back here at this time. And don't be late, you know, because I mean, we're high schoolers, you know, you don't want to have high schoolers getting lost overseas. I don't think parents would be super happy about that. But um, it was a lot of fun. It was just a really, really, really great time. And the music, of course, was amazing, too. The uh, the cultures, too, were a lot of fun. It was really cool to get to eat a lot of different foods, like actual Swedish meatballs in Sweden. Fantastic. Like, could not recommend more highly. And then so you're now at college, uh, you're now in college. And can you share um, how you decided to go to Notre Dame and what the transition has been like? 
I am a first generation college student. So I really wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do for college. And I was like, gosh, I don't know if I like stay close to home, maybe go to one of the coasts, you know, run away from home as far as possible. You know, like, you know, you got like some in between. So now I'm about an hour and a half away from where I live. And the reason Notre Dame popped up on my radar was because actually Tinley Park Public High School, the biology class that I was in, went on a field trip to Notre Dame and we did some kind of like DNA testing thing. We're like, oh, we're going to see if you have fast twitch or slow twitch muscles. But it was also just kind of an excuse to go see Notre Dame and uh, hang out on campus for a day. But I just really, really loved the vibe here. Like the people here are incredible. Everyone is really, really kind and considerate. And I just felt welcome like the moment I stepped on campus. And so that's why I came back again the next year on another biology field trip and then got my dad a birthday gift and his birthday gift was kind of like a gift to me too. Like it was, uh, I bought us tickets to the Liverpool and Borussia Dortmund game that was at Notre Dame stadium actually. And I kind of framed it as like, Oh yeah, it's like a little guy's weekend. Just like the, the guys in the family going to have a weekend at Notre Dame. But also I was like, I'm going to go see Notre Dame again. So ended up applying, got in and they were really, really great about like letting me shadow students here. And even when I did shadow one guy, like he was super welcoming. He was super accommodating to all the questions that I had. His name's Matt. And uh, he showed me around the hall. He showed me the ropes. Like he showed me everything about Notre Dame that he loved, which now I've grown to love. So I think in a nutshell, I just felt so welcome on campus the moment I got here. And it's been nothing but welcoming as I've been here. That transition was super easy because it was so welcoming. I'm so glad. And so just for our audience one more time, what are you majoring in and do you have a minor as well? Yes, I am majoring in business analytics, which the way I describe it is like computer science, but like not as in depth. And we compensate for that by being more like business classes. And then I have an energy studies minor, which I'm really excited about, actually, because it's really cool to see how um, like energy is produced and how it's supplied to the world. But yeah, so those are my like the major minor combo. I had a music major for a while, ended up dropping that. Um, it's just got to be like a lot of credits and like a lot of course load. So um, I'm still playing, of course, but I had to like stop the academic study, but I would recommend a music major. It is a lot of fun if you're like uh, totally willing for that. So when you applied, did you know what you wanted to study or did you figure that out after the application process? It was kind of a two-part thing. So I knew that I wanted to study music at any, whatever university I went to, but I was also worried because I, like at the time that I was um, applying and looking at these colleges, I was like, gosh, I don't know if I'm good enough at music to make a a sustainable living on it. So I thought um, I should throw in a business major because first of all, like I, I love the interpersonal aspect of, you know, everything. Like I love having conversations with people and I thought the business would be a great place to do that. And I have found that to be the case. But um, yeah, so I started off with the the music criteria. Like I definitely wanted to do that for sure. But then the business was more, it started off as a security, like this is how I'm going to support my family later on. And now it's something that I love too. Yes. And so I know we talked about just the natural transition to college, but what's it been like transitioning with type one to college? It's not as intense as I might've thought. Like, um, so the disability center, um, Sarah B., it's basically like you just let them know, like, hey, I'm diabetic. And just in case, like, if I need like more time for an exam or something, they'll like give you those accommodations. But the most tangible change or like part of the transition, I'd say, was I have to have a mini fridge with my insulin in my room. And that's about it. Like, the biggest transition, too, as well, um, I would say, is just making sure that you take care of yourself. When I was at home uh, in high school, 
I had a really, really good support group. Like my family, of course, my mom was always on me. Like, did you bolus? Did you like, is your basil oil? Like, blah, blah, blah. all these things that mom's like, you know, sometimes it comes off yeah. as naggy, but it's because, you know, they love you. But that was the biggest thing I think is making sure that I was responsible for myself and that I always took care of my blood sugar, which sometimes, you know, it gets away from you. It happens. So you wind up with like a, a low in the middle of the day and you're like, gosh, I'd like, I already had my treatment. Oh my God. Like, what do I do? And then you just run to a vending machine and you figure it out. But the other thing too, is they're really cool people in college. So a lot of my friends in my hall, Fisher hall are really, really understanding. And they're always willing like, Oh, if you need like a Gatorade or something or fruit snacks, like they're always willing to give you something just in case. Cause you know, they don't want to have me, you know, <laughs> passing out in their room or something, or, you know, they, they, they want to look out for me. And so it's my friends that have been a really good support group as I've transitioned as well. And so one of the questions that I've asked college students and just students in general when they're on this podcast is, do you think that stress affects your blood sugar at all? I'm sure it does. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's some way it does. I'm, I haven't figured out how exactly yet. Like, I haven't had a, a hard and fast rule. Like, if I'm stressed, I go high or something like that. But I, I think there's something. I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but I would guess probably. And then is there anything you wish you would have done differently in your first year in college in general? Yeah, I would say um, anything I would have done differently. I would have liked to go a little slower when I started college. So in high school, I was a go hard every day, like all day, every day. Like I was um, in band, I was in sports, I was taking a million classes and I carry that over into college without intending to. So I took 21 credits my fall semester of freshman year. I was in the marching band. I was music directing for that musical company that I mentioned earlier. I was in orchestra. I was just running around all day, every day, and I was burning myself out. And I actually, my roommate, we're good friends still. And he would say like later on, like, yeah, I didn't like see you until like 1 a.m. Like when he came back from rehearsal and studied. wow, yeah. And that's atypical. I would say like most people get back to their dorms earlier and aren't always, you know, going so hard. But that's the one thing that I would say is if I could do something differently, I would take it slower. I would take less credits. And I would try to spend more time with friends, like in not so structured ways. Like I made a lot of friends through the activities that I did, the orchestra, the band, things like that. But taking time for yourself is a super important thing. And having time to like actually rest and relax and charge up for the next day is super important. And that's something that I wish I would have known and done differently going into college. What? I know that you're not doing this any longer. Was it like to be the musical director? It was really fun, actually. Like I had a great <laughs> time with it. So the main part of my job as music director was playing piano and teaching uh, the singers and the vocalists and the actors um, their parts for whatever musical they were doing. So in the fall, I actually started off as, as a rehearsal pianist. And then I kind of like morphed into the music director role because they were looking for someone to fill that position. And they ended up liking what I was doing. And so... In the fall, we did this show called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. I'm not, are you familiar with musicals at all? Only vaguely, I will tell yeah. you that. Fair. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, honestly, before I did this, I was not like a big musical guy. I still don't know a lot of musicals. I, I just kind of was like a rando that showed up like, oh, I can help with the music. But um, so we did that. And what that was like was I would just go through each of their parts. I would sing it with them. And luckily, I had experience with leading like vocal groups. I was a pianist at one of the local churches and there was a period of time where the uh, main director had to go back to, I think it was, gosh, what, what country was it? Romania. 
had to go back to Romania for two weeks and he left me in charge. And I was like, Oh, I got to teach like all these vocalists, their parts now. Um, and that actually helped me a lot because I translated that over to Notre Dame and the students and, uh, actors here. But yeah, that was basically it. So I would conduct a pit orchestra as well. I like reached out to a bunch of people. They're like, all right, assemble a pit and run rehearsals. And when we're doing the musical, your, I mean, your baton is basically like in charge. So it was a little bit stressful sometimes because it was a lot for a freshman, but it was super gratifying because seeing everything come together and how much it meant to all these people that were doing it as well. I felt great because I was, I thought that I was like enabling them to do something that they loved and that felt really good. Sounds great. And then I will tell you um, how I did find you. I was listening to an episode of the Notre Dame Study Abroad podcast. Um, And can you share with us where you studied and what you studied while abroad? Yeah. So I was in Dublin, Ireland, and that was in the fall of 2021. I spent the semester there studying a couple of classes. So I had two classes in Irish language and history, which was super fun. The Irish language is super fun to learn. I would highly recommend But besides that, I took some major level classes as well. I took a data management class, which was basically a coding class for SQL or SQL. I also took project management, enterprise information systems, uh, just like some classes that work with data management for the most part. But um, yeah. What inspired you to choose Ireland as your place to study abroad? I felt like... uh, so first, my family, like way, 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 way back, I, like I can't call myself like the proper Irishman, but um, generations ago, we came from Limerick, which is like on the west part of uh, Ireland. But so I thought it'd be cool to go there and also maybe take a day trip out to Limerick and see what it was like. And it was actually really, really cool. But also the second reason was it was like the only place that satisfied uh, what I needed to graduate on time. Because at the time I was a music major as well. And so I was like, gosh, what do I do? Like, there's so many credits I got to fit into these four years. And Ireland actually happened to be the study abroad location that had the most classes count back towards my major and my program. So it just kind of worked out a little fortuitously where it was like a family connection, but also like, you know, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, like I feel like you got to go to Ireland at some point, be pretty cool. But also the academic um, translation back and forth. Yeah. And so how did you handle type one while in Ireland? It was a lot easier than I would have expected. I just, you know, brought my insulin over, brought a bunch of supplies. Like I brought six or seven boxes of all the stuff that I had to last me through the 90 days that I, or hundred days that I'd be there. And it's, the funny thing was I talked to my program director too. I was like, listen, like if uh, like anything crazy happens with my fridge or like with my insulin or like something, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, don't worry about it. Insulin's like 15 bucks here. You're fine. And wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I was strange like, to hear. Yeah. Right. And so I was floored. I was like, no way, Robert, you're kidding. He was like, yeah, you're, you're chilling. You're, you're good. And so it was a lot easier than I would have expected actually. But yeah, the only like real issue that I had was there was one time we're going on a hike and it was a longer hike than I anticipated. So I went through my treatment faster than I thought I would. And I got back to the bus and I was dropping, I was like 60. I was like, oh no, but I was on a program trip. So they had stuff there. Like they actually had a bunch of oranges because they knew people would get hungry or diabetes would drop. So it kind of worked out. I read that you were a mediocre juggler. When did you learn to juggle? Yeah. So quarantine was uh, a fun time. So that was one of my quarantine activities. So um, like, I think it was spring 2020 when we got sent home from schools and everything. I was like, might as well kill some time. It'd be kind of cool to learn how to juggle. So I just went down to my basement. I had a bunch of tennis balls because I played tennis in high school. I may or may not have taken some balls from the team. You know, it happens. But uh <laughs> Um, so I just went down there and learned how to juggle. 
And so I know that you said you went home because of quarantine, but do you feel like COVID has drastically affected your college experience? I would say kind of, but also there have been a lot of workarounds to the college experience. And we, we found a way to make it work. Like um, last year when we had the return to school, like it, it was, yeah, last fall, wasn't it? Or the fall before last when we came back to school and everyone was always super nervous, like people weren't allowed to visit other friends' dorms. Like you had to wear masks in public spaces. We had a lot of virtual classes. And I was like, man, this is different than what I expected, but it worked itself out. Like we got the vaccination rates up. We had restrictions get lifted eventually and things got back to some sense of normalcy. But yeah, I would say it has affected the college experience at least as I would have expected it to be. But I'd say that it's kind of part of a new college experience now because it seems like Zoom is becoming a lot more mainstream. I mean, we're on Zoom now. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely changed uh, what I expected to be the normal, but it is what it is. And we found a way to work through it. I'm so glad. And I have two final questions here and they're kind of one, but uh, the first one is, what do you like to do in your free time? I know that you picked up juggling when you had some, but now that quarantine is over, what do you like to do with the free time you have? I love to hang out with my friends. We sometimes will go play basketball. Um, not a very good basketball player. I am not good by any stretch, but it is fun. Uh, so we'll play basketball sometimes. Love to listen to music, play music. I'm a big fan of like kind of like indie rock. I've been kind of going back and forth on stuff. I've been trying to get more into rap, but I don't know. I just keep coming back to indie rock. Um, let's see what else. Hmm. I'd say, yeah, that, that, that fills up a lot of my free time, playing music, listening to music, big music guy. I mean, clearly yeah. I've been major for a while. <laughs> and then as the last thing I do for my guests with type one, I like to say that we are all more than our type one. And at the end of each episode, I like to ask my guests if they have any recommendations for books, movies, or any other activities. Do you have any recommendations you'd like to add? Absolutely. You've got to see the new Batman. It's amazing. Okay. I, have you I've seen only it? heard good things about it, but I have not seen it. Okay. It's actually amazing. Like, it's not as good as like, have you seen the dark Knight? Yes. I have seen the dark okay. Knight. I think I watched it like a month ago. <laughs> okay. Wait, for the first time a month ago? Yes. For like the first time a month ago. No way. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I loved it. What did you think? I really did like it. Yeah. I just yeah. remember it's probably like an hour through the movie. And then I went, Oh wait, is that Chicago? Is that where they filmed this? But no, I yeah, really did right. enjoy it. It was so cool to see like, um, I mean, when it came out, I watched it. I hadn't spent a whole lot of time in Chicago before. And my dad was telling me, like, Oh yeah, that's like lower racker. Well, I was like, okay. Like I actually watched it last night. Some of the guys, I went back to my dorm and I went to go hang out with the guys and I saw they were watching dark night and I was like, Oh, let's go. Great movie. But you know, it surprised me because Robert Pattinson, you remember, like, Twilight, right? Yeah. Yeah, Edward. And I was like, there's no way. Like, he, there's no way he's a good Batman, right? But he was amazing. Like, he was actually so good. Okay. So I have to see it now, is what you're telling me. Yes, you have to. Like, it's a mandate. Like, there's Okay, no I will. I will. I will make this happen. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Hope, uh, hope this helps and hope people like it, too. Yeah. That's all for today. If you have any suggestions for future topics or guests or just want to say hi, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at teen.teen1d at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at teen1d podcasts. If you like my podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review as it really does help me out. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to tune into next week's episode. Have a great week. Bye.